Welcome to the Powerful Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Andre Toy, and I am the Big Positive Guy. And my name is Abigail Kay and I am the Confidence Crusader. And today's episode is about Money, money Mindset with our Yay! special guest. Donna, the fairy godmother. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Donna. It is absolutely awesome to be here in this lovely podcasting studio with you. I know. Waving my wand and <laughs> sprinkling some fairy dust and making some money magic. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And for those listeners who don't know, Donna McCullum is a real-life fairy godmother. She has the wings and all, and if you haven't seen the promo video yet... Go and do yourself a favor and go and watch that promo video because I promise you she has these huge, beautiful wings and a wand and she's glowing as she always does. She's always got this wonderful, lovely energy about her and I love being in the same room with you. Oh, thank you. It thank feels you, thank like you. I'm in Hogwarts. <laughs> I just keep looking at that wand and hoping that there's going to be something interesting happening. Of course the there is. Of course there, there is. magic wherever Donna goes. That's a guarantee. Today, Donna, we're talking about money mindset. It is a hot topic because money is one of those topics that we're always told not to talk about, along with religion and politics. You tackle money and all things money mindset on a, on a daily basis. How is it that you got um, to become this expert in, in money and helping people grow their wealth and changing the way that they and have a relationship with money. When I started being a fairy godmother about 12 years ago, I was helping people in the areas of their dreams and goals and vision for their lives. And I was doing workshops and talks and programs with people to really get them you know, fast-tracked into living the life of their dreams. A few years into this, about three or four years into my teaching as a fairy godmother around dreams and goals, I found so many of my clients, their biggest challenge that kept coming up around living their dreams or quitting their corporate job mm -hmm was money. So, you know, how can I truly live my dreams? Mm. You know, what about the bills at the yeah. end of the month? What about this debt that I'm in? Mm. How, you know, how do I cope with that kind of stuff? And I then sent out a survey to all of my clients and I said, what is your greatest challenge? What is your biggest problem when it comes to living your dreams? Mm. And I left it as a free form answer. Sure. And over 85% of the people said money. And I thought, wow, I had no idea money was such an issue. Mm. We've got to tackle this. So I wrote an ebook, which is available on my website, and I, I put it up as a free ebook. And within a few weeks, I had a few thousand people download that ebook. Wow. And I thought, wow, people sure. really need this information. And then I started doing my money magic talks and going around South Africa uh, doing these money magic talks. And I'd have hundreds of people in a room wanting to get this information about money and for the last six years I've been running my nine-week money magic program which really takes people through all the tools to go from wherever they are whether it's deeply in debt whether it is only living from paycheck to paycheck whether it's I'm already saving in and investing but I've got no confidence about what to really do with my money into having the tools to create financial freedom within seven to ten years had over you know one and a half thousand people go through that program and it's just been amazing sure yeah and and what kinds of um people are doing your courses is it all um entrepreneurs or who are the types of people that are are being drawn to your i have workshops? all sorts and when i say all sorts i have people from 21 years old on my last money magic program that i ran i was so excited because i had five 21 year olds 
That's and awesome. I was like, wow, yeah. what an age to start, and right? Don't you I wish, wish... I'd known about you when I was... Oh, I wish you were doing that when I was 21. Yeah. Right up to... I mean, the oldest person I've had do it is 78. Sure. You know, so yeah. across the ages, across genders, across races, money touches everyone. <laughs> so yeah. it's never... You know, some of them are entrepreneurs, some of them are working in corporates, some of them are salaried, some of them are stay-at-home moms. Mm. You know, money touches everyone. And so it, particularly, we've never been taught about money. Yes. Mm. As you started by saying, it's a very not talked about subject. Mm. In fact, it's probably the most taboo mm. subject in our society. Sure. Yeah. You are more likely to tell your friend about a one-night stand mm. you had last night mm. than you are ever to speak about how much you earn, how much debt you're in, what your investments yeah. are, yeah. etc. Yeah. Why do you think that is? It is bec it's because we have such negative perceptions and negative relationship with money. And this is one of the, the key things that I, I see so often when I do my Money Magic Talks and one of the things that we uncover is why do people have this negative mindset around money? And why do people feel the kind of feelings that they feel around money, whether it's scarcity, whether it's there's not mm -hmm. enough, whether, oh my goodness, I'm always worried and stressed or anxious about money. Where, why, where does that come from? And where that comes from is normally the first experience that you've ever had in your life and i know that in your podcast you've already done mm. a whole podcast around beliefs and mm. how beliefs get mm. created well the first experience that you've ever had in your life around money for mo 95 percent of the people that i've ever worked with has been negative so if i take you back i mean you both of you consider now mm. when you were five or six or seven years old mm. what was the first memory that you have of meeting money mm. if money was a person if we personified money was the first mm. experience you had mm. now for mm. most people that was mom or dad saying there's not enough <laughs> yeah. we can't buy oh that my goodness, how powerful is that yeah, yeah money doesn't mm. grow on trees yeah. no you can't have that bicycle or going to school and seeing other kids mm. have stuff that they didn't have yeah. Or I've had the opposite of wealthy kids, right, arriving at school in like the Mercedes and being teased by other kids at the school. Ah. And so then getting dad or mom to drop them off around the corner from then on sure. so that they could walk in. So they don't get teased. So they don't get teased. So it doesn't matter mm. whether you come from a wealthy background or a poor background. Often the first perception that you've ever had mm. about money is negative and that creates negative beliefs and as you've uncovered in your previous podcasts those negative beliefs then create negative emotions negative habits mm. etc hmm. that's deep eh, andre it, it, it's quite huge but as you're sitting and one of the things that i like to do is ask questions that are not in the script great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yay I'm about to do I, i'm 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 very interested about the way that the world has changed in that almost my era which was not even my era sort of my parents era Money was a very defined object in that I found a job and I worked for 40 years for the same company yeah. and I got a certain amount of money and almost the job that I chose determined my lifestyle. Mm. Well, those days are gone. Long gone. And we're all looking at money and industries and our jobs are changing on a regular basis and very often having to, to source money from multiple options. And is this question of how we approach money more significant now, and it obviously is, but this, the way that the world is changing, money, the way we address money is almost a determinant about how much we're going to have or not have. Absolutely. You are completely spot on. Yeah, there was a set 
there was a set formula in your parents' yeah. era or even when you were growing yeah. up, right? So that's why parents have been saying to their children, you know, get a good education, go to university, mm. get a job, become an accountant or become a lawyer or become a doctor. You know, they set mm. things and then you'll absolutely be assured of this future, yeah. this financial future. Great. But you're right, Andre, there's everything is shifting. I think we're seeing that not just you know from a technology perspective but from all perspectives money in itself is shifting you know will fiat currency exist in 10 years time yeah. we're looking at amazing cryptocurrencies and mm -hmm. things like bitcoins mm -hmm. and and reserve banks doing funny things we've experienced crashes in 2008 where people have lost massive amounts of money or you know now in South Africa at the moment they're saying oh we're in recession what does this all of this stuff mean now for most people when they're hearing this news, because they've got the base negative perception about money, because that you've never been taught about money at school, at universities, your parents haven't taught you about money, hardly anyone's been taught about money. When you hear all this stuff, you get overwhelmed. And instead of learning more about it or trying to do something about it, the normally what people do when they get overwhelmed is just stick their head in the sand like an ostrich and just hope somehow it's going to go away. Whatever is in your life at the moment, you have created. The beautiful thing about money or anything that you want to create is where you are at the moment, your current reality is the creation of past choices. So you can change your choices in this moment. We always look for that hashtag moment. I think I just got it. Yeah. Your current reality the result of your past choices. Yes. Hashtag. It's mm. <laughs> yeah. a long hashtag. John, uh, the fairy. The tweetable. The tweetable. So say that again, Andre. What was it? Your current reali reality is the result of your past choices. Hmm. Exactly. Like that. That but mm. you can create your next minute reality right this second mm. with new choices. And as a fairy godmother, this is what I always teach, is that you know, people think, oh, because I'm 40 mm. and my financial situation is dire or bleak mm. or I've got no money or I'm deeply in debt, then when I'm 60, I'm going to be the same way. No, you can shift that quickly. And when I say shift it quickly, I've seen, I had a woman who was on my Money Magic program. She was over 700,000 rand in consumer debt. Okay? Mm. Mm. Not a bond or a home loan, so consumer debt. Your clothing accounts and all of that. Your credit cards, okay. your clothing accounts, your just 700, accounts. 700,000. Over 700,000. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. thought of how much was Absolutely, right? And she was devastated. And she said to me, I'm never going to be able to get out of this. 14 months later, she was out of it. Wow. Now, for most people, if I said you were 700,000 rand in consumer, you'd just be like, there's no way out. Mm. But what does it take? It takes looking at those negative beliefs that you've got and shifting them. Once you start shifting those negative beliefs, you automatically want to start taking positive, powerful action. So what are the positive, powerful actions that you can start taking? And as you're starting to take small actions, your future reality will absolutely change. You're making new choices. So it's, so well it's, it's interesting that we, this is mindset. It's not about what job I've got or what skills I have. It's the way that I treat money. Is that correct? Completely. Okay. And it's not even, Andre, about how hard you work. Mm. So here's mm. the big, like, aha moment. There is an equation that we have been taught when we were growing up. 
and most of us were taught this equation and it is absolutely a bullshit equation oh, work equals money mm. but so you, some of you might be listening to that and thinking hold on but work does equal money I work I go to work I get a salary check mm. work equals money mm. so I'm going to take you back very quickly Andre to standard six algebra okay mm. don't groan mm. I'm not sure how you were no, how no, were no, this is okay how were you at standard six algebra okay like standard terrible. grade like almost lower grade <laughs> okay yeah. so I'm going to take you back yeah, to standard six do. algebra and in standard six algebra you learned for the first time about equations and you learned that if one side of an mm. equation goes up to remain equal the other side of the equation has to do what Go up. Yes, well done. <laughs> you get a one <laughs> wave. You've got clearer oh, over the years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if one side of an equation goes up, the other side's got to go up. So if work goes up, then money must go up. Yeah. For that wow. equation to be equal. Kay. Yeah. Now, how many of you have experienced that even though yeah. you work harder yeah. or smarter mm. or put in more hours or get that promotion, mm. the money doesn't ever go up in the kind of proportion yeah. to the work? That's because work doesn't equal money. And it's one of the misnomers that so many people have. And I see this time and time again in my programs. People think, if I just work harder, if I just work more, if I just had, if, or if I just had a better job, or if I just got promoted, somehow my money situation will sort itself out. And you've even thought this in your own life. You've even thought, when I get that bonus, then my debt will be sorted out. Or when I get, and you've experienced this, you got that extra amount of money, and guess what? The data mm. remained the same. Or your money problems didn't go away. Mm. Why? Yeah. Because it's not about work equals money. Work is work. And work equals work. That's one aspect mm. of your life. And money equals money. That's another aspect. If you want to shift how money flows in your life and comes into your life and saves and invests in your life, you need to spend time improving your relationship with money. Mm. It's like, and um, that reminds me of that story you hear it time and time again about lottery winners. That they're on the bones of their ass and then they win the lottery and then they've got so much money and they could do whatever they want and then guaranteed a year or two later they're back to where they were before they won. So, mm -hmm. so you're saying it's not that, like, getting a lot of money is not going to mm -hmm. solve the problem. 92% of lottery winners that ah, happens to okay. you. That's specific. That's okay. like that specific and that prevalent. Sure. Why? Because their underlying belief, their underly underlying actions, mm -hmm. etc., is not about massive wealth. So then, how does one improve that relationship with money? This is why I run lots of programs, <laughs> but okay. yes, and you, you're wanting where does the somebody start? Have where you does got a little, a little tip with the listeners can take yeah. away with so it? So a little feeder. Yeah, question. the feeder. The feeder is here. The first thing to realize is that you have a relationship with money. So you have a relationship with the people in your life, that's obvious, mm -hmm. but you also have a relationship with things, like you have a relationship with the car you drive or the house you live in. Mm -hmm. And for the purposes mm -hmm. of this discussion, you have a relationship with mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Now I'd like you to imagine money as a person. I'd like you to imagine, personify money. Imagine mm -hmm. money was standing in front of mm -hmm. you right now and it was a gorgeous, lovely woman or a handsome man you know just what money looks like and then I'd like you to consider how are you currently treating money and you can even write it mm. down like how do I currently treat money if money was a person mm. and I was in relationship with this person even in a partnership or a love relationship how am I currently treating so when I do this with my clients one of the big ahas for them is that 
they aren't treating money very well. Mm. Money absolutely is an energy and it mm. will respond to you exactly the way that you are treating it. Mm. Powerful uh, revelation of exactly what you were speaking about several years ago. Mm. Where somebody said to me, the way that you treat money could be easily demonstrated and asked me how much money did I have in my wallet? And I said, I have no idea. Mm. Absolutely no idea. And then the second question he said, how is it being stored? Mm. Yeah. And it was sort of jumbled up with between all other notes and papers and things. And he said, people who respect money know exactly where their money is, mm. what it's doing, how much money is in their wallet. And even in their wallets, it's nicely stored. Yeah. So I'm a bit reluctant to take my wallet out mm. now just in case it's mm -hmm. not nicely yeah. done. But is that part of what you're speaking about? Are we talking yes, about the physical? I mean, I'll take my wallet notes? out right now. Mm. And I, I open it up. You'll see that you know my notes are there. I can tell you, I've got about three hundred and twenty-seven rand, I guess, in my in my in my wallet wow. right that's now. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's my guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna six hundred rand up or down. Well, <laughs> let me have a look. So what you can't see is I'm taking out my wallet now. <laughs> and looking. And and then in my wallet there will be the ten rands, the twenties, the fifty. They'll also Very be organized. in in organized. And mm. my wallet is pretty clean. Mm. Um, I've got some slips in there that I need to give to my bookkeeper and accountants, but they've got a paperclip on them mm. and they're sorted. Oh, I'm so mm. proud. My wife must have been in here because it's all beautifully sorted. Yay! Oh, well Thank done. Thank you, Glennie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a few notes missing maybe. It's one of the tips that I give to, okay. to people that work with me is that, yeah, it's about being respectful. And one of the exercises that we do in my Money Magic program is getting your financial house in order. Mm -hmm. And what that means is starting to look at, you know, what do you have financially? Not just in your wallets, but what do you have? What policies do you have? Mm -hmm. What do your insurances say? Where, what, where, what savings accounts do you have? What investments do you have? Where is your stuff filed? Yeah. Most people think a shoebox yeah. is for financial documents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you're using shoeboxes for financial documents, let me tell you, money is not going to start flowing into your life mm, in sure. abundant amounts, mm. amounts. Because one of the things that money absolutely loves is to be organized. Mm. And I've seen this time and time again with the people that I work with. As soon as you start getting organized, because people can't get this, they say, but hold on, I've got to work harder. I've got to, I've got to bring in more money. I've got to get a promotion. And I said, no, 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 just get your money organized. Yeah. And then they do that exercise and start getting things organized. And next thing, there's an extra bit of money that comes yeah. in from this. Okay. Or so that's another great, that's a great tip there. Yeah. First thing you do is get organized. Get organized. And in the process of getting organized, I'm, I'm sort of trying to think budgeting. So budgeting, um, the B word is so heavy for people. Is it? Yeah, when people hear the B word, it's like a swear word with money. And most people kind of get completely put off doing anything with money mm. because it's like, don't yeah. tell me I have to budget. Okay. And I'll tell you why, when you hear the word budget, mm. people think constraint. People think, I really just don't want to actually know because yeah. something's going to constrain me. Here's a tip around budgeting. Let's just, for first steps first, look at where my, how money flows in your life. Okay. That's an easier thing to kind of okay. feel into. Okay. And what I recommend to people to do is to start off by doing a money diary. Now, in the good old days before smartphones, I used to do this as a written thing, but 
get there are beautiful money diary apps you can just search money diary or keeping track of my money on your app store mm. and you'll download it i use a lovely one called real money it's great and every time you spend money all you need to do is just track it mm. just spend mm. 23 rand on a cappuccino and you just track it and track and you just write down cash or credit mm. card how you spent it that's it mm. and let me tell you you do that for a week you'll start to understand where money is going and flowing. Because most people, you say to them, how much do you spend on X? You know, how much do you spend on food in a month? How much do you spend on coffee in a month? Yeah. How much do you spend on, on clothes in a year? People guess. They've yeah. got no idea. Yeah. What they do know is that money comes in and then it goes, it goes out. And before the end of the month, there's not much left. Mm. So again, it's a mindset. Because what you're really doing is you, you're doing a budget, but not calling it a budget. You're not calling you're it a budget. You're just tracking. tracking. You're tracking it. So you know, when you start saying budget to people, it's like, oh, constraint. The first step is, let's just track what you're doing with your money. What I find as soon as people start tracking what they're doing with their money, they suddenly realize, wow, I've just spent 725 Rand at pick and pay on what? What? Yeah. And then people start to make smarter choices. <laughs> yeah, on one packet, 725 Rand, what? And people then start to make mm. smarter choices. with that awareness. Yeah, I had so a wonderful man who did my first ever program, Willem Kutsia, on my money, my money Magic program. And he found, and this was in 2011, he found through doing that tracking, and he tracked for a month, he found he was spending 3,000 rand a month on cappuccinos. What? I spend thousands and thousands of rands a month mm. eating out. I have no problem with that have a massive amount of my money going into savings and investments it's what I choose I choose to eat out more than I choose to buy clothes mm. okay mm. Mm. some yeah, women will buy shoes yeah. some women do I have a cappuccino every day normally out mm. yes mm. I'm happy with that choice yeah it's a conscious but it's conscious yeah Donna in our podcasts and, and Abigail we were chatting about this earlier on and every single one of our short podcasts which is only 20 minutes eventually could become an entire series. Mm. And again, I think this could become another entire mm. series. I wanted to ask you the one horrible question, not the B word, but the D word, mm. the, the debt word. Mm. I think that is something that I'm coming across a lot in my coaching clients. Mm. Do you want to just maybe mention something about debt? or? Yes, I'd love to. Mm. Do you know that adult South Africans, this country is the most indebted country in the world? Wow. It's a really startling statistic that 86% of adult South Africans are in debt. I see this time and time again, and it's a result of a few things. The availability of debt, we've seen that. Consumer culture, we don't want to wait for things. In your peer, you were talking about your parents and your parents' era earlier. In your parents' era, you would save for things. You wanted that new fridge, they would save for eight months or 10 months, and then they would go and buy the fridge, but also because debt wasn't so readily available. And also because people haven't got the money education. Mm. People don't know how money works. Mm. And the less educated you are about money, the more likely you are to go into debt. You don't necessarily know how debt works. You don't understand that paying your credit card with a 21% interest that compounds over time is going to become crushing. Mm. And you don't understand when you go into a shop and you see that jacket that is 1,200 Rand, that if you put it on your credit card, actually what you're doing, and you're only paying off minimum balances, mm. you're paying 3,600 Rand mm. for that 
things. So that's the first thing. If you are in debt or if you are using store cards or credit cards for things, please know that whatever you're wanting to buy, if you're about to put it onto a card, you have to times it by three and ask yourself, would you buy the same thing? Because okay. that's how much you're actually that's paying. A good, that's a good we did a, a little session this week with some property people and they were saying whatever bond you take, say a million rand bond, at the current interest rate, you're going to pay back 2.6 times. So if you borrowed a million rand, you're going to pay back 2.6 million wow. rand. It makes yeah. a massive difference, but you could make substantial changes mm. quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, Andres just mentioned a bond. So I've heard this term before, the difference between good debt and bad debt. Yes. Is that such a thing and what is the difference? Yes, there is such a thing. Um, once you start getting into the realm of saving and investing, yes, yeah. there is. Bad debt is consumer debt, literally, that you are buying something, but it's not an asset. So you are going to consume it. You are going to eat it or you're going to wear it or it's not really something that you can sell okay. for the okay. same value that you bought it or a higher value that you bought it. Okay. The only kind of good debt, and it's termed good debt, but it is a misnomer, is a mortgage on a property or a bond on a property. Okay, But it is not particularly good debt if you are living in that property. Oh, okay. okay, Because you still have to pay that money and you would be paying to live somewhere else. Right? So it only becomes good debt when it's actually an investment property yeah. because then you have got someone paying you rental income and the property itself is appreciating mm. and so you are using that debt as something called leverage mm. rather than just paying off mm. a debt. Mm. Now for most people there's no ways that they would ever be able to save up their money to afford their own home or property. They have to do it through home financing. But if you are financing your own home, then pay off that bond as quickly and as soon as possible. And you have no idea how much difference just an extra 50, 100, 200 rand a month into your bond mm. makes. Wow. It is a massive difference. So it's mm. that difference mm. between that two, you know, take the million that you've lent and times it by 2.6. Yeah. And it makes a, ma and if you're just paying a few hundred rand extra, it takes that 2.6 to 1.5. It really wow. makes massive differences. So it depends on how much your bond is, etc. You'd have to do the calculation. Mm -hmm. But they're beautiful bond calculators, and I recommend people go on and have a look. Go on to bond calculators on Property24. There's a great bond calculator, and you can work out if I added an extra, m you know, how mm -hmm. quickly would my bond decrease, and how much would my interest payment and my total payment come down? Oh. It's huge. Okay. So um, one last question for you, Donna. If you, if this podcast was being broadcast across the globe and every single person with a I device thought, in their hand... I thought it hand, was. I thought it was. <laughs> Eventually it will be. We can but dream. Millions of people Absolutely. are listening right Millions now. Millions of people listening right now and all devices are tuned into this podcast for this 30 second slot. What is the number one piece of advice that you would give somebody regarding their money mindset and making it work for them? is to realize that you are in relationship with money, that money is an energy and that you have a relationship with it. And so start honoring yourself and honoring money. Find out what money likes and what money dislikes. And if you want to be in abundance and if you want to have money flowing into your life in great amounts and you want to be living the life of your dreams, you've got to be in great relationship with money. That's awesome. Fantastic. Donna, thank you so much. 
uh, it's been the fastest 20 minutes of my life. Yeah. Um, what happens is that if you need to get a hold of Donna or you want to get a hold of Donna just below this this podcast, you'll put up all your details. Donna, I'm sure that'll awesome. be fun. You That's just want to give your website address quickly? Yeah, it's very simple. Okay. Uh, for people in South Africa, it's fairygodmother.co.za. And if you are anywhere else in the globe, it's fairygodmotherinc.com. So like the incorporated fairy godmother, fairygodmotherinc.com. <laughs> That's fabulous. Abigail, thank you. Thank you, Andre. It's always my pleasure to, to do these podcasts with you. And from myself, Andre DeToy, the big positive guy. And from me, Abigail Kay, the confidence crusader. Wishing you a wonderful week. And a life that powerful beyond